Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 26 for me and season 22 for Amanda. And this is day two of season 94. Our first question asks what role the Israeli actor Chaim Topol is best known for as a pious Russian dairyman and patriarch. Okay, so I, I look at this in the morning and I think, oh, it's that guy from uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Mm-hmm. That guy, that one guy. Mm-hmm. If I were a rich man, da 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 da. If I were a rich man, da 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 da. Okay. <laughs> I have not actually seen Fiddler on the Roof, have I? No, I did read the Mad Magazine parody of it many years ago. I don't know why I happened to catch that one. I don't remember anything about it other (laughs) than it existed. I don't remember the names involved. So I don't remember the name of the guy in Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, I I go to kind of write in my my initial set of answers just so I kind of lock them in. And I put in... That guy from Fiddler on the Roof, but not the Fiddler, nor the Roof. (laughs) Uh, Would you like to reenact our conversation from later that day? (laughs) We're walking to get lunch. Sure, we should. And and you know we'll often say like, oh hey, I haven't I haven't finalized yet. Mm -hmm. So don't don't discuss the questions with me. Yes. And you tell me that, and I say, oh yeah, same here. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I, I got I like, said something about, I'm, I'm, I got one that I'm working yeah, on. Yeah. I said, yeah, I got like four and a half that mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure about, but I'm working on one too. Is, is it the first one? And you say like, uh, it's the one with the flash Gordon clue. Oh yeah. 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 It's the first one. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like three seconds later, it just pops in my head. Tevya. Oh yeah. Okay. So I just say, oh wait. Okay. I got it. Mm-hmm. And like half a block later <laughs> you go, oh, okay. Yeah. Now I got it. And then, but we haven't actually submitted yet. Right. Because we're just walking along. Or said anything further. Right. Like to yeah, indicate no, we, yeah, what we, haven't, we had got. Right. So so we're kind of talking around it to each other. Like, I, I haven't actually seen that show uh, that I know <laughs> of. And, uh, and and we're kind of trying to indicate to each other, like, yeah, we... we uh, and, I, and we're sort of having the conversation I just had, but without actually saying any of the proper nouns. And well, and but, finally, you kind of slipped through and said, uh, "You know, it's the, yeah." Did you I, have if I were a rich man, your head yeah, today too. Yeah, I was like, you know, you didn't like. I didn't say that was the oh, one I was crap. thinking of. No, no, you did. <laughs> that was. But, or I did at that point. But but I'd forgotten that Fiddler wasn't actually in the clue. Right. So I did end up giving you more information. Yes. But After are, I had already, already decided, had. and I would have been locked in. Like yeah. I, if if I had been thinking of, I don't know, chess or something, mm-hmm. I, I would not have, mm-hmm. you know, recanted that because. I had decided I would and, what I was going to put. And did in. you, in fact, at that point, were you kind of the same way? Where you like you you knew it was fiddler on the roof, so I wasn't giving you yeah any totally. information you didn't have already. Yeah. No, I had I had had that same thought process yeah. earlier in the morning. It was like, yeah. it's it's the guy from Fiddler on the Roof. It's mm-hmm. the main guy. It's the yeah. the father figure. Yeah. You know, if I were a rich man, da, 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 da. Um, and yeah, and was turning over. Mm-hmm. You know sort of jewish names that i could think of in mm. my head a yeah. bunch yeah i kind of um, tried doing that too. it took a lot to peel yentl out of my brain <laughs> i gotta tell you that like that took every time i would go back to that and start trying to think of names and what about y- no 
it's so many reasons it's not Yentl. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and which, of course, was a Learned League clue not that long ago. Yeah. As I recall. Yeah. But, but that's no excuse. It, my brain would have come up with that either way. Uh-huh. And Probably. just been like, ah, that's not, I know that's not the thing. It's the fiddler on the roof thing. And then I go back in that same loop of like, what are the syllables that I'm thinking of? You know, trying to, to kind of let things rattle around until something fell into place. So, um, and finally did. Yes. And I said, Tubby. We certainly did. <laughs> I have no idea what finally just tripped it for me either. No, I, just well. Kind of half heartedly discussing the fact that it was, it was there and, or just that was the question that yeah. was difficult for both of us. And I just sort of returned to it and I was like, God, what was the name of that guy, Tevye? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, sometimes just, you know, maybe mm-hmm. using a different part of our brain to say some yeah. things out loud sometimes, yeah. I think might be a way to, to jog those things loose by, you know, sometimes it's easier to form the intention to say something. Mm-hmm than it is to just think of it um, because it's a slightly different process in the brain. So Mm -hmm. maybe some more circuits get into the, you know, get in on the action there. Yep. So. So that was correct. It certainly was. (laughs) Question two asks us, what did Kathleen Hanna once say Kurt smells like? Teen spirits. Which, for, for those of you youngsters who don't know, was an actual brand of deodorant targeted at teens <laughs> yes. uh, and, back in the 80s. And, of course, Kurt, and this question is Kurt Cobain. Uh-huh. Um, and, and they, you know, they, they were all kind of part of that Seattle scene of, uh-huh. you know, kind of proto-grunge, um, you know, post-post-punk, you know, hard rock kind of mixed in there. Um, but, yes, this is... This is the famous origin story of that particular song title. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, this this was very much the Gen X gimme. Yeah. And I put down Teen Spirit. Yeah, this was just grooved right down. I, I, I think I probably could have come up with any of the proper nouns in this question <laughs> if, if you'd left any of them blank, hmm. uh, including probably Sharpie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just yeah, this is a, a this was a famous story for people who were in college in 1993. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, that's what I went with, and that was the correct answer, of course. Uh, oh wait, this is actually the Gen X gimme in the next question. <laughs> um, the slogan "Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't" uh, was an advertising jingle for what two candy bars in order: the nut candy and the non. Oh yeah, this this jingle just rattles around in my head pretty much every time I step into a gas station <laughs> uh, or some other place where candy is on sale, just unbidden. Uh-huh. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I watch TV in the eighties. Yes, and uh, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Almond Joy's got nuts, Mounds don't. Yeah, so I said Almond Joy and Mounds. Yes, precisely, um, exactly the same thing. Made sure to put them in the correct order, uh-huh. which I thought was sort of a fiendish requirement of this question, <laughs> because plenty of people will be like, yeah, well, Mounds is kind of the original in a certain way, and then you add the nut and it's Almond Joy, or something like that, because, uh-huh. you know, it, it, it they're weirdly unrelated names. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, because they're both, uh, well, 
the differences are Almond Joy is milk chocolate, of course, mm. and then it has the almond on top. Oh, yeah, that's right. And over the, the little cake of sweetened yeah. uh, coconut, yeah. whereas Mounds is dark chocolate that's right. and no yeah. almond. Huh. Um, and, and yeah, so it's a little a little tricksy, this question, but uh, I very carefully, you know, read through it, thought through oh, it yeah. a couple extra times yeah. to make sure that it was Almond Joy, comma, Mounds, plural. As well. I, I didn't have a comma in there, but yeah, I just said almond joy mounds. Well, yeah, you're in trouble. No, I yeah. <laughs> they did, didn't say I needed a comma. Just said punctuation in order. doesn't matter. That's okay. that's another uh, non-requirement that you don't have to worry about. Okay. And that was correct. Almond joy comma mounds. Indeed. Question four asks us for the last name of Doctor Victor from a gothic novel from 1818. Mm-hmm. It's the doctor in question was uh, Victor Frankenstein, <laughs> if you will, or Frankenstein, um, and and that is of course the the joke that perpetually goes around. You know that that's been made into a meme as well as just sort of you know no no the, the Frankenstein is the doctor not right. the monster kind of yes. thing. So uh, although we did have the discussion that you know. The creature in question who in the novel is named Adam, mm -hmm. as you mentioned, um, would presumably have the same surname of his creator. Why wouldn't he be Adam Frankenstein? If, if you consider, if you truly considered Frankenstein to be the creator, yes. Well, yeah. But he did just sort of, I mean, he assembled the, the, the creature from parts. Yes. So. That were deceased. Yeah. I mean, you could. You, you could say that in some ways he was the creator, in some ways he was not. And, mm -hmm. that, and that really the, the fact that the creature had a single brain mm -hmm. would mean that it retained the identity of whomever it, uh, that brain had been. Interesting. And the body parts were uh, a sort were of extraneous to the identity. Right. Uh, not exactly, because the, mm -hmm. the, the brain part would have to be the same. I yeah. Say. If, you, if you replace the brain, right. it would... It would it would well it would be, be nearly that new so. identity yeah. yeah um well then we get into a whole lot of questions about how much of your identity is just the brain and mm -hmm. how much is the brain and its interaction with the rest of your body well yeah but the but the brain is still the part of that mm -hmm. you know theoretically if you could transplant a brain mm -hmm. it would it would probably retain essentially the memories and consciousness identity of that of the the brain solely altered somewhat by the different body mm. but we don't say a person is a different person if they lose a limb oh no or so, if they have a transplant for right. that matter yeah. of another of, a, of anything body part yeah. of more... a part that can actually be transplanted that we're not yes. just kind of philosophizing about yes but yeah but yeah this is frankenstein it certainly is mm -hmm. um and yeah the this was uh, pretty well uh, the only answer I could think of, I, I mm -hmm. you know, I suppose it, there was an off chance that it was some gothic romance type of thing, and it was the name of a uh, a male lead in one of those, but nah. That that would be one of those. That would be one of those times when, you know, you you would get that kind of thing in a really bad trivia contest. And they'd, yeah. they'd, you know, be like, what gothic novel from eighteen twenty four. And it turns mm -hmm. out that there was, in fact, some obscure-ass romance novel written in 1824 mm. that had a Dr. Victor whatever. Oh. That, yeah. 
But oh, anybody yeah, writing good. that would just be doing it to show off how much they knew <laughs> and not really being a good trivia question. Well, yes, that's that's when we talk about that line between trivia and minutia. Mm -hmm. You know, novels that nobody remembers or reads anymore. Yeah. You can you can ask yeah. questions about them, right? But is it really yeah. trivia? Trivia? And remember, or is it good trivia? And remember, rule four: Thorsten wants you to get. Is that rule four? I thought it was rule four. Rule three is shut up, cat. Yep. Rule one is read all the words in the question. Mm -hmm. Rule two is read all the words that aren't in the question. Rule oh. three is shut up, cat. Rule four is Thorsten wants you to get it. Okay. There are vanishingly few instances of questions where you're being led down a garden path only to be, ha ha, mm -hmm. no, you're, you're thinking of the, the novel from 1818 and this is the novel right. from 1824 or whatever. So I see what you're saying. Yeah. He's not trying to screw you over. If it if if you think it matches all of the all of the things and it's the first thing you think of, odds are it's going to be that, right? So, and it was in this case. And for my part, it was uh, the case for question five for me as well, um, which asks us uh, what commodity features in the names of the stadiums for the Houston Astros and the Tampa Bay Rays. So my first thought on this was something energy related. Because I know like Enron was in Houston and I thought, I think, uh, Enron field was a thing, maybe oh. not where the Astros played, but, okay. but I feel like they had a stadium there named after them. And that would be like, a cause I tried to think off the top of my head, what's a common thing, a common product, common commodity mm. between Houston and Tampa Bay. And I just, cigars? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the hell it So I just kind of set that one aside and then came back to it later and glanced at it and thought Tampa... Tampa play in Tropicana Field? That sounds right. Tropicana Field? Yeah, okay. So it would be orange juice? Does Houston... Is that named after some orange juice maker? I don't know. I can't... I don't know. But I, I was just more and more certain that Tampa Bay was was Tropicana Field. Mm -hmm. uh, so I said, okay. And then, I, and then I really read the question and thought, produce what commodity? Commodity. Not, not, not product, mm -hmm. not consumer good, commodity. Yep. And I remembered that uh, in the movie Trading Places, ding, ding. the commodity is frozen concentrated orange juice. Yep. And that's the only reference to a commodity <laughs> that has ever stuck in my head. I'm sure there yep. are lots of other things. I'm sure wheat is a commodity. Mm -hmm. I'm sure oil is. is a commodity. Yep. But when, when you just kind of make up a, uh, like you're not going to call orange juice you, you could call orange juice a product mm -hmm. you could call it a food you could call it you know any number of things if you're going to call it a commodity it's going to be for a, a, a weird reason mm -hmm. and so just that that kind of strange hook in my head that said oh yeah orange juice is a commodity based on that movie from nearly 40 <laughs> years ago now it still remains one of the best economics lessons I've ever had. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'll I'll go with OJ. Yeah, that's really what you know. Whenever I see commodity, that's what's going to come to mind for me immediately <laughs> is Trading Places. Um, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, I you know if we've ever had a question on it in Learned League, I I exhort you all to zero it for me. Um, <laughs> and so I mean I you know I. Well, okay, that isn't technically true. When I think of commodities, sometimes what first comes to mind is pork bellies because I find it sort of oh, hilarious yeah. that those are 
treated as a commodity because that's what you make bacon out of. Uh-huh. And, you know, we use bacon all over the place these days. And that days. was the example they used in Trading Places yes. to explain it to Eddie I Murphy. I know. Right. I'm getting there. That's Gosh. Just, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, that so that sort of popped to mind. But I was like, nothing is named after just bacon. <laughs> Like, even if it maybe should be, um, and, and I, you know, I, I I couldn't think of any baseball park related sort of name that would really fit that. Um, so I kind of moved right on to orange juice. I thought like, well, I know orange juice is a commodity and the association with Florida in particular made me think, yeah, that could be really plausible. And I kind of set myself a test of, can I think of two orange juice brands that would be sort of large scale enough and national enough that they would have named stadiums after them in, a, in an appropriate location? Um, and I thought of uh, Minute Maid, mm-hmm. and I was pretty sure that might be one of them. Yeah. Um, I, I think Tropicana was the other one I thought of. Um mm-hmm. And thought, yeah, I could picture there being two stadiums. They're both fairly far south, you know, so it makes sense that uh, Houston would be another location where you'd have an orange juice company, you know, uh, claiming the naming rights of that kind of thing. Um, And so once I kind of assembled all that together, I thought, yeah, why not orange juice? Because it's not going to be pork bellies or steel or, you know... I, whatever else can theoretically be a commodity, like that's the one that really has a sort of good branding atmosphere around it that, that would suggest naming a stadium after it. Cause that's, you know, it's, it's not really quite so quaint to pick other commodities out of the air, mm-hmm. um, to name something after. So I also put down orange juice. And that was correct. Woo-hoo. And in fact, Minute Maid bought the naming rights to Enron Field in 2002 <laughs> after, Enron, after Enron famously collapsed. Um, Good that somebody did because you do not want to play in Enron Stadium, yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah. Or Enron Field, right. whatever. Um, yeah. So that was that. Oh, good memory. <laughs> and then question six uh, asks us what zodiac sign in Western astrology in particular uh, uses a symbol of an arrow with a line through it. Yeah. So initially I thought, is this one Aries? But then I thought, no, I think this is probably more referring to uh, the archer, which is Sagittarius. And I kind of thought my way through of like, so what is the symbol for Aries that I'm trying to think of? It's basically like the male symbol, the circle with the arrow pointing out of it. Um, because Aries is Mars and it's the whole, you know, Mars versus Venus thing, um, that that's, you know, the, the symbol for whatever reason of the, the God of war, uh, well, not for whatever reason, for very obvious reasons, I suppose. Um, but once I could kind of like, uh, rule that out and set it aside, then, you know, thinking about what the other signs are, I was like 90, 95% sure that Sagittarius was the archer and that would fit with the arrow and the line. Um, and once that came to mind, you know, that I, I kind of vaguely thought through, well, like, you know, Gemini is the two symbol, like the, the Roman numeral stylized looking two. Um, and I could think of some of the others that were, you know, the, um, 
like the Pisces is kind of like that six and nine symbol, um, and, and various things, but you know, Sagittarius is the archer really just sounded pretty much perfectly correct to me, uh, all things considered. So that's what I put down. Uh, yeah, I, I also just first thought archer and then that thought, okay, that's Sagittarius. And then thought about, wait, is that one of the, are there any other ones that are also archers? Because you know, Sagittarius, I believe, is also a centaur. So maybe archer isn't mm. like the salient thing about him. Oh, yeah. So I tried to think of other ones and couldn't really come up with anything else mm-hmm. that wasn't, uh, that, that, that might have been an archer. Uh, so I, I also kind of thought, wait, is that the male symbol? Am I thinking of that? And I thought, no, that's. That's different. That's not the same symbology. So okay, mm-hmm. we'll go with we'll go with Sagittarius on that one. And that was the correct answer. Yeah. Whew. Well, imagine that on day two. Here we are. Double beard. And we beard it Ooh. together. So. Yay for us. <laughs> and that means uh, we got twenty three of the first twenty four questions right between us. We've only had 12. But I mean, 12 for me, 12 and 11 for you. Oh, well, I suppose so, yes. Yeah, yeah no, that was, uh, the, aside from getting the one um, flagrantly wrong, uh, mm. not even close. <laughs> but, uh, and very, very annoyed that my opponent yesterday correctly assigned that three points. Mm. Because that is not what the data would suggest. I was going to That one played to hard, get or miss. even for current events people. Yeah, it, we were talking earlier about how mm-hmm. it being about two months ago is just the right amount of time for it to kind of slip out of the public consciousness. And also the person in question, Cassidy Hutchinson, was not in the public consciousness prior to that to anchor to something. And hasn't done anything since to keep herself in the Precisely. public eye wisely. Yes, because my goodness, why would she? I I don't blame her at all for that. Um, and so... Yeah, it was just kind of right in that perfect period of, like, the news cycle has moved on, Mm -hmm. and so it makes for a really sneaky, uh, good current events question like that. Um, But yeah, you know, pretty happy with this uh, Mm -hmm. set of questions. I I think it may play relatively easy, Um, although, I mean... It's, it's hard to tell sometimes with these yeah, things. Like it, t- I, it took us some time to get to orange juice. I don't know how many people who who don't necessarily follow sports even to the point of, hey, is there a you know Minute Maid Park or a Tropicana? Yeah. Or whatever. And I did, uh, I think I threed that for one of my opponents because oh, yeah. they have a low game sports score. Yep. Of course, they also absolutely should three it for me. Mm-hmm. Um I think my only yeah, lower I, score is math or something like that. I three Tevye for my main rundle because they have mm. theater is very much their lowest or second lowest. Yeah. Thing. So. I think that's fair. And and I think Fiddler on the Roof is not really in the public consciousness mm-hmm. to the extent that you know anybody would just automatically think, oh yeah, Tevye, because yeah, I remember there's a revival of Fiddler on the Roof going on, which sure, which there may well be because is. we have tickets to it in like six <laughs> weeks. Yes. There's at least a touring production. Yeah, and, and I should mention that while getting one's pop culture references via Mad Magazine is a, is a perfectly useful and valid way to do so, mm-hmm. um, I actually have seen the musical. Um, I think it was a might have been a student production um, okay. at University of Michigan. 
uh, quite good and I enjoyed it a lot. And, um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this, this additional touring company of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's one of those things that also has a little bit of, um, you know, meme power and, and you know, going behind it too. Cause I don't think even after that production, would I have answered a trivia question like this correctly? Uh-huh. I feel like it's been, you know, referenced in some other context, including this specific one, like um, the the fact that this particular actor also played this character in Flash Gordon. <laughs> um, I don't know where I've read that, um, but it, it seemed so familiar when I did. If you'd given me a hundred chances to figure out who played that character in Flash Gordon, I would not have come up with Topol. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm I not even claiming to know who Topol really is, apart from what's listed here in the print of the question. Um, but, uh, but yeah, if you think of an Israeli actor, the pious Russian dairyman and patriarch, I mean, that's... you got to think that's Fiddler on the Roof mm-hmm. that it's referencing. So that's really... The, the key of the question is just who's the, the main guy in that, yep. as we've discussed. So, phew, that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for hopefully more post-beer, post-game analysis. <laughs> and remember... Don't forfeit. Don't cheat. <laughs>